You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. What's up, y'all? We're back. Back so soon, actually. (laughs) I know. This new schedule is weird. We recorded on Saturday. It is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We just recorded the mantle, which comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow in our time. We're finally um, getting ahead of the game, like most podcasters, where we record and re- release <laughs> it later than that actual same day. Where we actually have, uh, you know, like a plan. This <laughs> will help us to be just a little bit more organized, uh, have some more time to come up with topics, and give us a little bit more leniency and grace when it comes to time time and efficiency of like the workflow of this totally. whole thing so i'm liking it so far yeah. i think it's going to be good so far so good day 1 <laughs> day 1 well day 2 day 2 mantle was really fun yeah the mantle i'm excited for everyone to listen to that i guess like they at this point you've already listened to it so i hope yes. you enjoyed it as much as we did exactly um all right you want to get into it Sure. Are we talking about Bachelorette from last yeah, week? Yeah, oh, 1,000%. Okay. Should we do that first? Yeah. Happies and crappies first? Let's do, um, let's do happies and crappies. Okay. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, okay, so I, I like how they're like listening to us plan the podcast. I know. Every <laughs> like, time. Which, which one do you want to do first? <laughs> like going through our show notes together <laughs> out loud. Um... Yeah, so I had a really crappy day this past weekend. If you follow Soul on Instagram, then you know that I struggle with anxiety. And I used to have back, especially back during my eating disorder, like frequent panic attacks. And I hadn't really had um, a serious like anxiety attack like like that in like years. Um thanks to medication and, and counseling, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I had one on Saturday and Chelsea got to see it. Um, and it's not really think anything you see on the outside besides just like a total attitude change. And I was just how I like to put it. I felt like you feel crippled on the inside. You feel like you, you, t- you can tell yourself over and over again, like, don't be sad or, Mm-hmm. be happy or uh, laugh at this joke make a joke you know yeah. like you know exactly what to tell yourself but your body physically cannot do it and that's the most frustrating thing so I had that on Saturday my attitude was just like completely crippled from my anxiety and so I had we had a day where we not only recorded the podcast which I would just, I was definitely authentic during the podcast especially if you were sitting around the table like you could tell mm-hmm. that I wasn't myself and you might be even able to you listeners might have been able to tell but then we had like we all went to a brewery after and mm-hmm. it was just like a very extroverted day where I probably should have just stayed back and like taken some time for me but I didn't listen to my body and I was like push through, push through, but then I just became a worse, worse version of myself throughout the day. So that was my crappy. Um, it ended up being like healing and, uh, I learned a lot from it and I learned like how to apologize. Cause I do apologize to both you and Troy and, um, Michael a lot, <laughs> but I get it though. I mean, yeah. I know that you weren't doing it on purpose. Like I hated that 
you I knew you weren't you. So I didn't I like know, blame you for like, it, but I know that you can't when we do got, anything about I know. it. No, when we got into the car that night, we were so then that night we had a dinner with two of our friends, Amy and Seth, who it actually ended up being like such a god thing because like we sit down to eat at dinner and Michael was like, "So, how did you two meet?" <laughs> And Seth was like, well, during the time that we met, I was struggling with major anxiety and panic attacks. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I was like, and then I just said, like, I got to have one of those like me too moments where you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not alone. And I felt like finally I could breathe. But on the way to that dinner, I was like, not yelling, but I was crying. I was weeping in the car. And I kept telling Michael, like, I, and I even said the F word. I was like, I effing hate this about myself. Like, I hate this right now. I hate that I can't be me mm-hmm. because I know you're looking at me being like this is not my wife right you know and like that hurts me too but I just yeah. can't escape it it's like so annoying and it's so hard to explain to everyone so if you're listening to this thinking I'm crazy I think I'm crazy too a little bit <laughs> I can relate but that's my crappy um my happy was obviously that dinner was was like super healing but um this uh yesterday I had a meeting with um about a documentary for Soul and we Soul was chosen to to um be the sub or I guess I was chosen to be the subject of this documentary to tell my story and how it led to Soul, which is awesome. Um and it was like really fun sitting down with these like videographers. Is that what you would call them? Or like film filmmakers. Filmmakers, yeah. yeah. I don't know the technical term, but and, like, mapping out this uh, documentary little mini episode thing. So I'm, like, excited to see what's going to come of that. And they're so talented. So I just think it's going to be cool. Um, but, yeah, we're filming that next week. So That's cool. probably my happy because it's something I've never done before. Yeah, and it's a really big deal. Yeah. And it's going to be – like, I love video. Me too. It, it, like oh, – it just, It's just it, – it can it tell a story, a story differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how it all turns out. Me too. Awesome. Well, what about you? What about you? Um, I'm trying to think. To be honest, um, uh, it's weird, like having to think of a happy and crappy in a few days because we were already <laughs> just recorded. I already know one of your happies is that freaking picture. Yeah. You just so so me. my crappy, I guess, was just still that I was sick. Like Saturday night after. I, like, sucked it up during the day on Saturday, and I felt okay enough to, like, go out to the brewery, hang out for a little while. And we were leaving there, and Jordan was like, oh, maybe we should go see your friend's band that's playing downtown, like, because it's that band that we saw last weekend. And I could tell he really wanted to, like, keep going, and I was like, I I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I really want to go, but I feel, like, awful. Yeah, I'm spent. And um, so we just went home, and I was like, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just, like, hits you. And I was, like, achy. I was, like, melting into the couch. That's just, the worst. Like, felt so weak. Could not do anything. I couldn't even really taste because I was so stuffed up. And I was, like, I really want soup. So we ordered Chinese food and just, like, stayed home and watched movies. Which is kind of an ideal night. But, the yeah, but also, like, even though I was so sick, I just was feeling, like, I love this. Like, this, these are the types of nights with Jordan that I just love, and I love him so much more because of how he took care of me, and just, mm-hmm. we just still have fun. Yeah, those are, my fa- those are my favorite nights with Michael. Yeah. 
Just like at home doing nothing in your jommy, yeah. jommies. And sometimes it's not even something that like if I like had plans to do that, it's not necessarily something I would look forward to. But then when when it happens, I don't know when it happens and you're in it, you're like, oh, this is like exactly what I wanted right now. Yeah. Um. So I'd say that was kind of like a a happy um mixed in there. And then I'm trying to remember what the heck we did. Oh, we went like suit shopping and stuff. So we did a little bit of wedding, wedding planning things. Um, and you booked your honeymoon. Oh, we already told. Yeah, that was on on the mantle. And then today, I am being a very extra bride and dog mom. And <laughs> like a few weeks ago, I emailed my friend Dylan, who is an amazing florist in the area, designs by Dylan. Shout out and. I had seen a while back for a different shoot that he had done these amazing dog flower collar things. And so I had this idea that I would do a portrait session of my dog wearing one of these. (laughs) um, (laughs) Because one, why not? Um, Because I could do it myself. Wait, but when you you posted on your Instagram story that uh, crown, Uh and you're like, oh, shout out to Designs by Dylan for my shoot today, I thought... I legitimately thought you were wearing that crown. I always thought I was going to be in it. And you were going to be in the shoot with yeah. Wrigley. So I was like, oh, that. a flower crown, that's so cute. And then I saw it. <laughs> it was on her. <laughs> okay, so first of all, oh everyone did think that like I was going to do the portrait session with her. Like Jordan and I would be in the pictures. That's what I thought. Because when you asked if we like, wanted to, to come help. and help, yeah. I was like, sure. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have, I wouldn't have needed help if both of us were in the pictures because then we would have just been able to hold her. But um, we, so we're obviously really, really obsessed with our dog and we wanted her to somehow have a part in the wedding without actually being present at the wedding because she would just lose her mind. Yeah. She's so happy with people. She probably would freak out. And it's just too much, you yeah. know, to deal with. But I wanted her to have a place. So I thought I'll do this portrait session of her looking beautiful in a little flower collar and then I'll blow up one of the photos and have it at the wedding. Precious. So either on like a little easel or like stand it on a table or something like that. So Or at the bar. Or like at every the bar. time someone gets their drink, they look at that picture. Probably at the bar. I think that'd be good. Um and so <laughs> I went and picked up the flowers today. I picked up Jordan from work because I had him like take his lunch break and help me with it. And she was so good and she looked so cute and beautiful. Uh, and she did such a good job. Oh, her tongue was out like half the time, so I probably won't get to use a lot of them. But now I can keep those like forever. Yeah, and they're precious. And have it framed and... at this point, you've probably already seen them on Chelsea's Instagram. Maybe. <laughs> I yeah, I haven't decided. I'll probably post like a little preview, but I'm not going to post the one that I'm going to use. Yeah. For the wedding, so we'll they're see. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> That's my happy today. <laughs> a photo shoot with my dog. Yeah. You know the usual things. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's read our review of the week before we talk about The Bachelorette. Yeah, because we, we could get into it. Yeah, it's going to be Do you want to read it? I think I read it on Saturday, right? Sh- sure, Even I though think I was so. so yeah. sick. This one says, binge it now as the subject, and it's by Camp Thanks with a K. Um, it's, she said, this pot, or he, I'm not, it could be a he, mm-hmm. I don't know. This podcast is like the soundtrack to your group text with your best girlfriends. Okay, probably a girl. <laughs> I was going to say. I was like, oh, this definitely a girl. Unless this guy has a lot of girlfriends. Um, encouraging, funny, informative, topical, and real. Refreshing to hear young women navigate the world while being authentic to their values and beliefs. 
I've passed along some of my favorite episodes. In parentheses, says love, journey to motherhood, Enneagram, toxin free, pop of health to all of my friends. An easy listen that leaves you feeling hopeful and ready to show up as your best self. Look forward to it dropping every single week. Keep up the good work, K and C. Also, I don't know why it just like gets my heart when people say I K know. and C. I I'm like, love it. Can you just all call me K? I know. And I'll call her C. Thank you. Thank you so much, Camp Thinks. That was really sweet. It was. Thank you so much. Keep leaving those reviews. We love, we seriously do love getting them and texting them to each other and crying. And it it really does make such a huge difference, guys, because we can't make any, like, sort of announcements yet, but definitely things have been happening for us on the podcast end to help us continue to do this. And so... Obviously, we're doing something right because mm-hmm. of all of you and the reviews and the sharing and all the downloads. So we could not thank you enough because yeah. every little bit helps and counts. A big so. time, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Bachelorette. <laughs> just pre- We just want to preface this by saying that you've probably, if you watch The Bachelorette, you've probably already seen this episode because this... This will be last week's episode. This will be last week's episode by the time this episode comes out. But last night was the rugby episode with the Luke Mm -hmm. P's fighting. Um, What were your thoughts? I thought it was a really awful episode. Really? Yeah. It was so boring. Yeah, it was kind of boring. Because after a little while of the two of them, like just the whole drama. Yeah, it was like, are we still talking about this? Like enough of this. Can we just move on? Um, I have very few thoughts, and here they are. (laughs) One, (laughs) Um, I love Tyler C. I do, too. He pulled through. Yeah, I I think he's, like, got to work on his vocabulary and his... um, He sounds high and looks high all the time. He's not super articulate, if Mm -hmm. that's the right word, but he also has a little bit of a swagger, which is kind of cool, I guess. Um, so I think he has some things to work on, but I really, really like him. He pulled through a big time. I think he's the most attractive and the most promising as yet, as of yet. Mm. Two, I loved Pilot P up until last night. The makeout scene? The makeout scene, every, okay, at first I thought he was like, oh, he's just really adorable. But now I'm realizing like the way that he talks to her is just like, he talks very babyish and like, there's nothing deep about it. Mm. It's just like, yeah, you know, like, he says like all the time and just never gets down to anything real. And then he asks her to be his girlfriend and it was just kind of like, I, I thought that was kind of cute. I, I can't <laughs> decide. I was like, I can't decide if this is cute or not because they're really, because clearly like it's not real. I'm excited for Pilot Pete to get a one-on-one so we can get to know him better because yes. he is like, he's been like the king of group dates. Yes. Um, but um, I think there's, like, more to know about him. Agreed. That's kind of my point. Yeah. Um, Jed, I don't... He's, he's a total so, square. He's he's so boring. He's so boring. But she... And she's still into him, even though he admitted that he was only there to use the platform. But then he... Like, I actually like... I appreciated that from him because he I got, he got he ahead honest. of the drama. He was honest. Too. Like, it would be so easy for one of those guys in, like, the next couple of episodes to be like, well, you know Jed's probably only here mm-hmm. to 
boost his music career and she'd be like well actually we already talked about that like I was like smart move by you you got ahead of the drama you were honest and he said I was here for a platform but now I like you and so great because I'm sure okay everyone does everyone goes on the bachelorette for a platform or like some sort of agenda in their head whether it's just to travel or I, I appreciated it um, for sure. I just think he's so boring. I think he's such a square, which means boring in my vocabulary. Yeah. I think that she likes him a lot because he's Southern and sweet, but I think that, and I think that she's like her true self around him, but I think that their conversations aren't challenging her. Right. And she was like, had to try really hard on that date to like bring a little bit of life, life and him. laughter to it because... He's just not, I don't know, he's he's nice, just extremely boring. Yeah. Um, and then final thoughts are the whole Luke thing was so dumb, so dumb. Obviously, we all hate Luke P. Mm-hmm. He's got to go. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, Luke S. wasn't really, Mm-mm. there's nothing there, number one. Number two, the way he just handled himself wasn't the best. And I think what's going to end up happening is... Because of that, she's going to... Because there's nothing there, she just literally doesn't care. She's going to keep Luke P. She's going to send Luke S. home. Yeah, because drama. And then maybe next week or the week after, Luke P. will finally get the boot. Yeah. I, I think. Michael and I took a bet last night while we were watching in bed. And we said... I said, I don't think Luke P. will make it to the top five. And no. Michael was like, oh, he's 100% making the top five for drama. And I was like... No. Do you know... <laughs> Who you're talking to? This is your second season of The Bachelor. And he was he was like, okay, well, let's shake on it. Whoever wins gets to buy or has to buy dinner that night. I'm like, okay, we have a joint bank account. Whatever. <laughs> we'll shake on it. <laughs> like, it's fine. But I don't think, I think he'll make it maybe to the top seven, but I don't think he'll get down to that top five group. No, definitely not. My thoughts are exactly what you said about Tyler C. He came up. Mm-hmm. He came out of nowhere and he really wowed me. I love how he handled her moodiness because I could relate big time to that. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially it was very timely in that I just had my moody day. Yep. And you need a guy who's just going to stick it out with you and be like, you're not crazy. You just feel crazy. Right. It doesn't mean you're crazy. You just yeah. feel, you could just feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved how he handled that. I still like Pilot Pete a lot, but I feel like I don't know him as well. Loved the girlfriend thing. Um, my biggest concern of the whole night <laughs> And I don't know if any of y'all noticed this, but the way Garrett kisses. Oh, I don't think I even noticed it. Okay, I'm going to show you with my hand <laughs> because you need to know. Michael and I were like, uh, uh, uh. like we were like about to vomit. And I was like, he was like, did I do that? And I was like, no. Like he would go like this. He would grab her head. So I'm grabbing my hand. Okay. Grab her head. And then you go. And he would oh. jerk his head back and then, like, pulse his lips and pull away. And I was so like... it's, like, really hard pecs? Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was, like, the hardest pecs. And, like, the head twitch. Oh. You got to go back. Wonder, like, There's got to be, like, a meme or gif on it at this point. Gif? Gif? Like, how do people... Don't they, like, learn that that's not how you do it? Oh, I get that, like, you kind of sometimes have to teach your partner to do it the best way for how yeah. you two operate. But that seemed like a point of no return for me. Ooh, and, but yes. I really like Garrett. I think he's okay. I think he's cute. I liked him a lot at the beginning. 
I but, think that the top five for me at this point, who I think are going to be there, are are Peter, Jed, Tyler C, Garrett, and Connor. And Connor. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think Mike it. will make top seven. He'll be gone. He's just yeah. good for drama, and, but he's totally friend zoned. Yeah. And I think Luke P will make top seven. I don't think there's anything there with anybody else. N- absolutely nothing. So, um, yeah, I think that's a thousand percent accurate. Cool. And we'll I'm see. glad we're on the same page. Yeah. If we had a bracket this time around, we would all be on the we same We would page. all be lined up because there's zero predictability. Or it's it the most predictable. With, with The Bachelor, I feel like none of us knew what the heck was going to happen. Like, we all had different predictions every single night. I was, and I was convinced it was, right. it was Hannah G. And I, I never know. thought Taysha would make it to the top three. Kerpa... I don't know how she made it that far. <laughs> Old Kerp Kerp. I don't know. You know what Michael keeps saying, which is the funniest thing this season? He keeps saying, JPJ is the new Kerp. <laughs> he's like, he's That's so true. He was like, John Paul Jones is going to go far just like Kerp, but he's going to surprise us. And I'm like, you're probably right. Because like, he I, seems kind of cool. He seems entertaining. Yeah. And when he was like, Shakabra, I was <laughs> like, oh gosh, Michael always calls him a rightful beach boy. So he was like, it's actually true oh my gosh that's funny okay now i guess we'll get to our topic Ugh, i don't even want to start talking about something serious now <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to but no we can't it's totally fine um okay so today we're gonna kind of cover our relationships with food and um why we have become anti-diet Culture. culture yeah why we're against that um those quick fix diets or fad diets um not because they don't work for a moment but because it's just not a, a sustainable lifestyle mm-hmm. um so we're kind of just going to go through our histories with dieting and like let's be real every woman listening to this podcast has tried a diet mm-hmm. um if you haven't then you've at least counted calories or thought about what you're eating or what you're going to expend and in, that's in a dieting. workout, and that's dieting. Yeah. So it's something that every woman and even most men struggle with of like, what's the right diet for me? What's the new fad diet? Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like lose weight quick mentality of like lose 10 pounds in two weeks kind mm. of thing. So I know it's something that we can all relate to, and we're not saying that we're, we're not dietitians. Mm-hmm. We're not nutritionists. We are not coming in here as experts. We just want to open up about our story and why this topic is so important to us. And there's a lot more to it. Like, uh, other than just diet and eating, it's kind of this whole idea of living a healthy lifestyle rather than, you know, doing a challenge for 30 days and working out till you can't move or, yeah. you know, doing keto for months and months at a time or whatever it might be it might look different for anybody but I feel like there's so much more to it than just yeah and this isn't to bash like any of those like if you count macros great if that works for your body and sustainability great if you can't like my husband can't (coughs) eat carbs a lot because he's he's diabetic so Mm -hmm. like there's things that work for your body and we believe that as well but Mm -hmm. we're just talking about the diet culture in general so yes Please don't get defensive with us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what is your what is your like past been with dieting? What has it looked like? Um gosh, I feel like it's been all over the place, really. Um 
all going all the way back to middle school would probably be the first time I ever like quote dieted. Uh-huh. When you realize that's like that moment you have where you're like, oh, this actually matters, and their body image becomes yeah, thing, body you know? image for sure. Um, and I can remember at at that age, I didn't know a whole lot other than just like I should start eating healthier and like gave up soda and kind of lost weight and would like pack my lunch instead of bring or I feel like that's and, very. Like, I remember body image issues in middle school, but that's, like, early to, like, start It was, yeah. Thinking. And I don't even think I, like, did it super intentionally. It was just the first time I ever noticed. Yeah, you thought about like, it. Like, the science of it and, like, me putting effort into it making a difference. Even though I don't, you know what I mean? No, like, yeah, I don't I remember it. sitting down and being like, I'm overweight. I should stop drinking soda. I was just like, oh, I'll do this as my New Year's resolution. It's healthy or whatever. Right. And then that was probably the first time I ever noticed scientific, you know, physio- physiological changes happening because of what I was eating, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and then also high school, I, you could look back at every year of my high school pictures and I look like a completely different person from freshman to sophomore to junior to senior. Really? It's actually the same. Um, still dealing with a little bit of sinus issues today. Sorry. Um so it was like really small freshman year and then we moved to North Carolina and I got stressed and had a different like culture and way of living and eating out and then I gained a bunch of weight sophomore year and then that continued to junior year and then all of a sudden I got really small again senior year and so during those periods of me feeling um, not as healthy I tried things like South Beach diet and Atkins diet which really didn't last long. I couldn't even really tell you what the stipulations of the diet were either because I didn't do it long enough to even remember. But I do remember eating, like, you know, no carbs and 100-calorie packs and just Mm -hmm. those gross bars and things like that. Um, And it never got me anywhere. And it was really just, um, like, hormones and whatever that kind of got my weight back down. It wasn't really anything different that I was doing until I just – stopped trying to care so much about it yeah um and then through college I gained a lot of weight obviously and I tried Weight Watchers for a little bit and that was exhausting yeah literally counting points I mean look I get Weight Watchers works for some people because you can eat real food Mm -hmm. but regardless you're still counting numbers every single day and that it's a mind warp. Yeah. It was really detrimental to, like, my mental health. And, again, didn't get me anywhere. Because it's one of those things where you last really good either for the first half of the day and then you fail at night or you do really great for the whole week and then you fail on the weekends or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you failed the whole thing. Yeah, you, you know? feel so guilty and you carry it with you. and Yeah. And so, finally, I would say the end of my college career all I did was start moving every single day working out or moving in some way and just paying more attention to what I was eating and what I felt like I needed to be eating at that point so in college you um, kind of stopped the senior year I kind of stopped quote dieting and okay. I just and that was kind of when things were starting to shift within like society too um into more like health foods and 
Yeah, and like I the think that behind it. that was a major difference for an upgrade for our society. Oh yeah, so good, to huge. Know. It's gotten a little bit skewed to one end, I would say, mm-hmm. where it's a little, some of it's too much, um, with getting, you know, obsessive with macros and things like that. But all around, I'd say it's been a, a positive change for our, like education of society. Yeah. But anyway, all that just to say, that's kind of when things started turning around and I and I realized that food was going to fuel my body and I was seeing changes happening without counting calories, without being extremely diligent about every single thing I put into my mouth and I felt so much better. I was less stressed and I'd have to think about my next meal constantly. I just knew how to make better decisions most of the time Mm -hmm. and to try to move as much as I could. And that is really what I've continued to do since then. Um, especially when I was working full time in fitness and I had to eat more in order to be able to get through my day without totally crashing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's hard for people to fully grasp and understand if they haven't been able to just try it and feel it out and understand that, oh, like if I'm working out and I'm burning a thousand calories in a day, then it's okay if I eat. Right. (laughs) To sustain that. It doesn't have to be, um... You don't have to feel hungry when you go to bed in order to lose weight. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at now um, versus where I used to be and something that I'm really passionate about because I feel like you miss out on so much life and joy and experience when all you're doing is chasing a look mm-hmm. or, um, or overthinking oh. everything. Yeah. Because a lot of, like, a lot of social and experience social situations and experiences in life, like the best experiences typically involve food. Oh yeah. You know, and that's uh-huh. for a good reason to be enjoyed. Right. And that's why God created food was like to sit around the table and gather and be yeah. in community with people and like make new memories. And I think that somewhere along the way, a lot of people got that skewed that if you overthink what you're eating, then you can't be in the present moment. You know, you can't, like, enjoy the people you're with. And that's what it's all about Mm -hmm. is experiencing life. Right. And living your (coughs) most joyful life. Yeah. What about you? What was your... Um, Well, I, like, remember... (coughs) I remember the first time I, like... Like, your middle school moment, like, thinking about a diet. I, I, I never dieted, like, as far as, like, fad diets go. I had a terrible diet growing up. Like, I was, like, all into fast food and Cokes and chips and all the things. Um, but I, I remember – you're fine. I remember in elementary school when Marie Girl called me fat <laughs> that um, I was bigger than the other kids because I was bigger in elementary school. And I, and then I started noticing, like, how come at birthday parties I'm the only one that – like, I chose to. I didn't feel comfortable in two pieces, like – I'm the only one wearing a one piece. I'm the only one, you know, I I noticed my body then and I probably had like negative body image then, but it didn't affect my dieting until college is when I started to try to lose weight during specific seasons. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is hilarious. (laughs) So my senior year of high school, actually, my best friend Natalie and I, we ate terrible, Mm -hmm. um, And we thought, like, oh, if we just eat sandwiches every day, like a turkey, (laughs) 
cheese sandwich for this, this place called Great Outdoors. We used to go, we had off campus lunch. We were like, if we just go there every day for lunch, that's way better than what we're eating now. We're going to lose weight. So, well, it might be. In so some we went instances. there every day for a week, <laughs> and we didn't lose any weight because we're eating like still eating sub sandwiches right. with like Cheetos and Cokes. But we're like, uh, this is surely better than. It was so funny. I remember that week well, so vividly. The funny thing is, though, like in some instances, if you're if you switch out, like you know, McDonald's hamburger and fries every day for a Subway sandwich, like back things in the change, day, like, yeah. things would change, but it's not necessarily. Better. So funny that like, we or you that. could give up soda and lose weight, but like if I gave up soda and lose weight, I probably wouldn't because I don't drink it often enough for yeah, it to make a difference. Same. So so then, but but college was when I probably started thinking about dieting more, and I would go from like I remember like one time googling. Remember when the Kardashians are obsessed with that like hydroxy? Was it? Hyd- I took it. What was me too? Hydroxy it, cut. It was like speed. Yeah. Like it made my body. I took it one time in college. I ordered it online. Yeah. I took. I took it um, one afternoon before a workout, and the workout was great. I never really worked out in college, so I was like, this will make me work out. Yeah. And workout was great, but then I was like, my heart was like mm-hmm. racing all day. I took the, I remember, it was sophomore year of college, and there was also one, I think it was called Xantrax or something, mm-hmm. or Xantrax three year. It was whatever, whichever one Snooky was promoting at the time. Yeah, mine was all about Kim K. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like the same thing. Yeah. It was just like the off brand of it. And I took it for a little while, but I don't think I was really I don't remember if I was working out or not. But I remember I would get like a really racy heart and then I would start breaking out from all the niacin in it. And I'd have these like little blotches of red spots on my skin and I didn't know why. And then I started getting really nervous and I was like, yeah, I got it not. And of course, I didn't notice any difference. Yeah, like I didn't lose weight or anything. I think I literally took it twice because my heart was like yeah, freaking me same. out. Um, but anyways, yeah. So college was probably when I started thinking about diets. And then obviously after college was when like my eating disorder happened. So at that point was when I, my mind went from like not being controlled by food at all really to like that's all I thought about. Yeah. In fact, like I actually had like a really cool God moment today because I was like, sitting at uh in a meeting at work and I work in a gym but there one of our clients had to make cookies and and like it was on the desk in the back and while I'm sitting in this meeting I like reach for a cookie and eat it without thinking and I was like thank you lord like after I ate I was like thank you lord I'm not overthinking that cookie yeah because I used to beat myself up about Mm -hmm. that and Mm so that's like a huge stride for me so my my relationship with with food I thought was completely 1000% destroyed during my eating disorder because everything was about calories in calories out and um gaining or losing weight right everything everything in life so I have spent the last like four or five years retraining my mind and that's why this is such a important topic to me because it really is training your mind it is like it's not like something you just wake up and you're like oh I all of a sudden enjoy and experience every cookie I eat right. and every glass of wine I have I don't overthink like it's, it's intentional. a daily intentional training of your mind mm-hmm. to practice this non-diet culture or intuitive eating however you want to define it or whatever you want to call it yeah um so that's a good segue into talking about what today looks like I think we, get, we often get questions of, 
like what, what are what, yeah, you what do you eat or what are some healthy recipes or you know just how to live a healthy lifestyle or whatever that is um so we're going to talk about not you know necessarily specific recipes but like how we live our if I knew life. what a recipe was, no. I would give it to you. I know. <laughs> I when we get those questions, I'm like, uh, I, I don't cook. know if that's exactly um, podcast material. <laughs> but it is something like we could share if I had any really good ones. I had any? My I recipe is my recipe is whatever Michael cooks for me because I can't cook. <laughs> so, okay. So I'll talk about some of the, the quick things that I will whip up. Um, not like recipe for recipe, but an idea of what some of those things are Mm -hmm. what do you do you want me to start on this so we're like talking about like what we eat eat what we eat yeah okay Um, go for it so I pretty much run my life off of coffee (laughs) (laughs) um so I'll always start my day with coffee and like this morning for example I got up at six and coached at seven and so I really wasn't hungry I didn't have breakfast so if I wake up and I'm genuinely don't have an appetite I don't really force myself to eat same um just because I don't want to you know if I knew I wouldn't have any time to or the opportunity to until noon then I probably would have or or pack something at least you know like um but yes so that's not to say that I skip breakfast every day just on the days that I that I don't feel the need for it and so all I had was coffee um, I went and coached, and then when I was hungry, or had the time later, I went and got an avocado toast. It every day really is different, mm-hmm. but I guess for for example, I'll eat for breakfast either like a couple eggs and chicken sausage, a couple eggs and avocado. I'll make a protein shake or smoothie, um, or I'll make some type of toast with like nut butter or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depending on the day. And then sometimes I eat pancakes and bacon and whatever the heck I'm craving that day. Lunch, I could never, ever know. <laughs> Lunch is one of that meal that lately I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to do that. Um, which is really bad. But a lot of times I'll eat lunch on the go at like chopped or... Which speaking um, of your sandwich is still in my fridge oh gosh, from this yeah. weekend. <laughs> or a wrap or something like that. Um for a little while, I was on, like, a quinoa bowl kick, which sometimes I go through phases like that. Um, and then I really, to be quite honest, I don't snack a lot. I used to, but I don't really like to anymore or feel the need to, and we just don't buy it at our house. And if it's not at our house, we don't really eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good way to – that's a good piece of advice. Like, Yeah. Don't like I, put it in your house if it's going to be something that is... That you can't help it. Yeah. Like if I... Because I'm a snacker. Yeah. So if we have snacks, I'll eat all of them. Yeah. It's not that I don't go to the cabinet sometimes for a snack. It's just, one, if it's not there, I'm not going to go for it. But I don't crave those types of foods, really. I like... I don't know. If I do, it's like pickles and olives or like cheese in my fridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where was I going with that? Your lunch you covered, so now I do Yes. No, don't really snack a lot. Um, dinners, I usually try to... I don't have a... I don't, like, meal prep, quote-unquote. Like, I don't have every single meal in a Tupperware in our in our fridge just because it doesn't end up working out that way. And I don't, I don't work a day job, so I don't really need to do that. But I will, at the beginning of the week, kind of plan out all right, this, these are the dinners we're going to have Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday. 
and I buy those things and sometimes I'll spend a day prepping things like either chopping the veggies and putting them away, washing and chopping them or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, just so it's a little easier when I get home from a seven o'clock class to whip it together. Right. So examples are pretty much every week. One night we'll have salmon, which I know you guys do mm-hmm. this too. Salmon Sundays, baby. Um, so we'll always do a salmon. My parents own a spice shop. And so there's this one like maple pepper blend that I always put on it. That's so good. And literally all you need is a dry rub, pop it in the oven for 15 minutes. We'll do sweet potatoes and like broccoli or some type of green. Mm-hmm. Super fast, super simple, mm-hmm. which we get a lot of questions for simple, simple, fast, healthy meals. Another one that I'll do a lot is I get um, sun-dried tomatoes, heirloom tomatoes, um, asparagus, and chicken. And I just chop that all up and put it in like a cast iron skillet, brown it, or brown the chicken and then add the veggies, and then add pesto. Oh, that sounds good. And it's like a one skillet meal. It takes like 15 minutes. And it's delicious. If you wanted, you could put it over, like, rice or quinoa or something. Yeah. We usually just eat just the meat and the veggies. Um, I'll do lentil pasta for, like, a quick, um, healthier alternative. I'm trying to think what else we'll do. Those are pretty much, like, staples that we'll have mm-hmm. once a week. Or we'll do, like, a um, chicken and veggie curry or... I love curry. Something like that. Um and yeah, things that are that are simple but easy to yeah whip together when you don't have have time for it. And then when I when we want to eat froyo, we do. Um, when I crave things, I just eat it. And when I'm hungry, I eat. When I'm not, I don't. <laughs> yeah, just, I think that's kind of also like that's like the, the underlying theme. Yeah, it's like yeah. when you're. I read this book called Why Wait. I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but. Yep. It talks about it woke me up to the idea of like eating when you're hungry. Yep. And like not satisfying every single craving, but like right. giving yourself grace to go get ice cream on a Tuesday night, even if it's not the weekend. You know, like yeah. Um. So it's you and I not every day. <laughs> I know. So like you and I are again different in in this, just like we are in a lot of things in life. <laughs> I'm more of a like a very routine person, uh-huh. um, and I think that it's healthier for me to like come up with at least breakfast and lunch, what I'm going to eat throughout the week because, um, of my past, like, yeah, because if I don't, then I, I will beat myself up more. So I'm kind of like, a lot of people will say this term, like 80, 20, like 80%. I try to eat really clean or healthy. I try to eat like everything that Chelsea just named is all healthy things. Um, so, like, my day will typically start with, for breakfast, either, honestly, I'm, I leave so early. It's either um, an apple and peanut butter with, um, like, a RX bar or mm-hmm. a smoothie if I have time to make it. <laughs> yeah, that hour, I never eat, like, yeah. eggs. You know, it's always yeah something. But quick. I do try to have breakfast. I'm, like, I can't work out on a full stomach, so I, I try to do, I'm a morning workouter, so... I'll eat breakfast usually after a workout. So sometimes mm-hmm. I don't eat breakfast till like 9 or 10. Yeah. Um, and then for lunch, I either do like in my head, I I will plan out either like if I'm going to do like a salad or some sort of like I'll know if I'm going out to eat with someone, like what I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'll just 
go I'll prepare for that ahead of time. But Michael does these, um, Michael has diabetes and he's the most routine human I've ever met. So well, he kind of has to be. Oh gosh. He makes his, the same exact salad every single day for lunch and eats it Monday through Friday. Wow. So sometimes on Sundays when he's making his, I'll be like, Hey, can you make one for me on Monday and Wednesday? And, and I'll know like I have that for lunch. Right. For dinner, I would just like to preface this with, I do not cook. I can't, I wish I could. <laughs> but I cannot. I can read and follow a recipe, but I'm always going to screw up somewhere in between and then I get down on myself. So thankfully, God knows me so well. He gave me a husband who loves to cook. He calls it his art. So I pretty much eat whatever. When Michael's home, I pretty much eat whatever he makes. And I don't tell him what to eat. He's a pretty clean eater. Or I don't tell him what to make. He just makes it and I mm-hmm. eat it. Um, so it's nice to have a partner that you agree on food about. But... If he's not home, I'll usually go to, like, Panera or, mm-hmm. like, these are my go-tos, like, Panera, Zoe's. Chopped, Zoe's. Yeah. You know, just whatever's, like, within a half-mile radius yeah. and has a salad option. Same. <laughs> then I don't feel as bad about it. Yeah. decent options, especially um, Chopped and Zoe's. So, yeah, like, I do prefer routine. My biggest 80-20 thing, though, is I'm a massive wine lover. So I have a glass of wine pretty much every single night. Um, and I know that that might be frowned upon by some people, but that is like my, my time of day to like really unwind, experience that moment. And like, I always pour a glass of wine and sit down at the kitchen table with Michael or on the couch and we like talk about our days. And it's just like that type of experience for me, just like coffee in the morning calls for a glass of wine. Yeah. So, uh, that's something that I, I never like really limit myself on like there'll be some weeks where I like I challenge myself to not have wine this week yeah and that's just fun for me yeah um but on weekends I really don't plan anything out I like to like make memories on the weekend so same whatever my friends are doing and even if we do try to make plans like sometimes lately I've been having to not meal prep for more than like three or four days a week because a lot of times on a Friday we want to go do something yeah and like there's healthy options pretty much everywhere now yeah so like everywhere you go if you're like if your friends are like let's go to the pizza place like and you don't want to eat pizza go with your friends to the pizza place and get a salad like don't miss out on that moment that's my biggest piece of advice because when I had my eating disorder I would stay home alone because I didn't want to be tempted yeah. And that is no way to live. I lost so much of good memories with friends and community because I was scared of food. Don't miss out on those moments. Like, just find a healthier option. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. that's probably my biggest thing with, like, the 80-20 intuitive eating. I'm a big froyo person. That's that's my, I wouldn't call it a weakness. I'd call it a strength. Um, but just like Chelsea. So, like, I get froyo, yeah. froyo like, once a week. Yeah. Um, and wine is my, my thing. Oh, Michael and I do have a, we call it a sliver, but we every single chocolate. night of chocolate, dark chocolate. Yeah, I always need chocolate, mostly when it's that time of the month. I've been good about it because I've been, I'm one of those people that like, I always want something sweet after I eat. Me too. You know? I like love. And I'm trying say. to wean myself off of that because I know it's like, I don't need to eat that every single meal. <laughs> right. Um, so I've been better about it lately, but if I'm PMSing, like there's no, there's no getting around it. Like I will find it. And eat it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Same. But yeah, uh, I'd say that is, and this this is different for everybody. Like you know, if you're trying to get healthy and, and or lose weight or like, whatever your goals are, yes. by all means, you can be disciplined, and you probably won't want to have 
you know, a glass of wine every night. Like there are those things that will add up to make a difference. But overall, we want to just portray that it it, it really is about experiencing freedom. Yeah, and just living your life. And if you live your whole life based off of an end goal, what what happens when you meet that goal? So we were talking before this podcast, and one of the things that we were discussing is that fitness goal. There's nothing wrong with having fitness goals or health goals. However, there's they should be more like checkpoints, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout your entire life, because let's say my goal now, like Apple Watch keeps telling me to breathe, <laughs> um, is to lose 15 pounds. Okay, great. I might know that that's a goal, which that's not a goal of mine right now. Don't worry. Um, but then what after I, if I do anything it takes to get there, chances are I'm doing things that aren't super healthy or ideal. Then I lose you 15 pounds. I want to get there quick. I lose the 15 pounds and then what? I'd probably go back to exactly what I was doing before and gain it all back. The cycle continues. So I'd so much rather, even if that means every now and then I fluctuate and gain a few pounds, lose a few pounds, whatever. I'm not going to freak out about it because I'm enjoying my life. And yeah, for the most part, remaining as healthy as I can. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. Yeah, like obviously I'm a fitness coach. So I believe in like setting goals. I believe in being healthy. I Absolutely. believe that like I just had this conversation with a fellow trainer recently of like, okay, if you – it's so hard for me when a client comes in and they're like, I want to lose 12 pounds and then two weeks go by and they haven't lost any weight and they blame me. I'm like, well, what are you going eating when you get home? And they'll be like, oh, I just have like a bottle of wine every night and I do this. I'm like, well, then obviously you're not going to lose weight. Like I can right. only do so much. So if you have that goal, yeah, it takes discipline. And I think it's totally cool to like set many goals in life and like achieve them. But like Chelsea said, like that maintenance thing is – is well, first of all, like Chelsea said, it's never going to um, bring you complete peace and contentment. Mm-hmm. Like once you reach that goal, you're going to find something else that you're going to want to change about yourself. So, having that contentment and peace with your body up front changes the game of dieting and diet culture. And then maintenance, like she was saying, like it's easier to maintain when you're fluctuating a few pounds at a time and you're just living your best life, trying to think about eating clean. Most of the time, but then also living and experiencing your life. That is the best thing for maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if that means if you have a, a 20, 30, whatever your goal is, weight loss wise, it just might take longer. But then guess what? You're going to be able to sustain that for literally the rest of your life mm-hmm. versus dropping everything and making all these different changes to your life and your body and then just having to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And like... For instance, when I lost all the weight, all the weight back in the day, um, and I, I then had to because I, my mind was so warped, and I wanted to be this amount of pounds or less. I then had to like basically not eat because I any any my body was so starving that or so hungry for fats and food and fuel that anytime I ate, it put it on like it, it gained. Yeah. yeah. So. losing weight is hard gaining weight's really easy and if you starve your body of nutrients that it's craving then it's going to trap those nutrients and you're going to gain it back so much faster Mm -hmm. so like that's just science yeah um 
So yeah, like set those goals and like work hard to achieve them, but also like learn what it means to maintain that. Um, and that just comes from balance. We talk about balance all the time in our on our podcast and like just in life in general. I feel like we're always kind of searching for that balance yeah. in life between everything, whether it's food or fitness or work-life balance or relationships. We're always searching for that balance. And we always kind of feel a little like if you're a little out of whack. So if we can get to that place where we're just easing closer and closer to that non-out-of-whack phase, then you're doing the right thing, you know? Amen. Um, I think we should wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> I also have to be at the studio at four, so. Okay. Well, if y'all have any, like, questions about, yeah, any like, of if you want detailed meal plans or if you want detailed workout plans to, like, work on a certain area of your body or if you have goals, um, like we would love, obviously we love people overcoming and achieving goals. We'd love to help you with that. But also if you have any questions about like how we eat or, or this non-diet culture that we're trying to, uh, promote, um, please, please DM us or, um, email us at heart and soul S O L E podcast at gmail.com because, and if you have any stories of breakthrough, like, we would love to hear those because yeah. um, that's so cool. Or stories of, like, I'm stuck, like, and you don't want to feel alone. Like, you're not, first of all, because we're here for you, but we don't know how to be there for you unless you let us in. Right. So, please let us in. Yeah. <laughs> please, be our friend. <laughs> um, okay. A few announcements. Yeah. Um, one really, really cool announcement is that the workshop we're hosting on July 13th, we've decided to split up into two halves of the day so that all girl bosses and entrepreneurs can come and get something out of it because there's a lot to it that goes beyond just learning in terms of being a photographer. Mm-hmm. So the second half of the day will be the shooting um, portion with, you know, working with clients and a style shoot and all that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but... The first half of the day is going to be where we talk about um, all about becoming a legal business, um, finding your why and your ideal client. Catherine's going to talk all about branding and social media marketing and all of that. And then our friend Chrissy is going to come on and she is a CPA in the area and talk all things accounting, business topics, how to pay yourself, how to pay taxes, all those like done glamorous things that are so valuable that I was like, I have no idea how to do any of this. Yeah, same. I have the creative side or you might, you know, have this drive and this idea to start a business, but you don't know where the heck to even You don't start. know the steps to take. Yeah. Um, and so that will be Saturday, July 13th at Old Homestead Farm. We can post the link yeah. um, on the show notes to register. So you can come for the half day. It's going to include snacks, coffee, lunch, and it's going to be really fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'll allow you to do the rest because these okay. are really cool. Um, so we've made some like, or I've made some little like teaser posts on our social, on the Soul social media about us launching an app program for like online home workouts. And I'm just here to announce that that will be launching in July. Um, and so if you, I already have a list of people who have reached out to me um, who are definitely interested, but if that's something you're interested in and you like kind of want to know like pricing or details, 
just shoot me um, a DM or an email at heart and soul S-O-L-E podcast at gmail.com. But as we get closer to July, you'll get more details on like how to register, how to down- what the app's called, how to download it, what, how much it costs, et cetera. So that's something that's really exciting that's coming up. And then also that documentary that I talked about in the beginning of the podcast during my happies, um, there is a GoFundMe page, which I'll post the link to raise money for this production company to um, produce this. So um, if you feel led to donate, um, that would be great. If not, I it doesn't matter. I just want you to, to kind of follow along this journey with me and share it and share it with your friends. So, um, yeah, those are my only announcements, I think. Such cool ones. Big yeah. things are happening, y'all. We're so excited. Yeah, we're so excited. We um, we love you guys so much. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed this little episode of just C and K. I know. <laughs> See what I did there? K and C. K and, K and, C. K and C sounds better. K and C. K. Yeah. Uh, fine, I'll be first. <laughs> fine. Right, we love y'all. We love you so much. Have we hope you have a week. great week. Bye. I love Bye. you. Bye.